Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Madness. That's right. Madness prevails in the world of NFL football. To be more precise, madness prevails when it comes to the business of broadcasting NFL football. The industry has gone completely out of control. And if you don't believe me, just get a load of the numbers being thrown around at the broadcasters. I repeat, it is complete madness. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And let me start by making something crystal clear. I am a big fan of the broadcasters. I'm in the broadcasting business. Not a play-by-play guy, not an analyst. But listen, it's been my career being in the sports broadcasting business. I think these broadcasters, some of them are absolutely tremendous. Some of them have been friends. Some of them have been my heroes. But the money that is being thrown around today, when I say it's madness and out of control and completely nuts, I say it for one reason. And and understand this. I, Russ Salzberg, am a capitalist. I want you to make as much money as you possibly can. As much as you possibly can. God bless you. Really. I'm all for everybody making as much as they possibly can. So I'm not knocking any of the broadcasters for making these big-time dollars. If you can get it, God bless you. I'm just going to say this, and sports has been my business. I'm passionate about it. I love it. But I can tell you, I never watched one single game. Not one for the sole reason of listening to the broadcasters. Not one game. Not one game. Not an exhibition game, not a playoff game, not a Super Bowl. Not one game did I turn on be it TV or radio, and in particular today I'm talking about TV, have I ever turned on just because of a said person who was broadcasting the game? You watch the game. That's why you watch football. You want to see your team playing. And if it's not your team, you want to see the teams who you bet on. Okay, and the money that is being thrown around now, I mean, it's cuckoo. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's cuckoo. And I knew this was going to happen two years ago when uh, CBS gave Tony Romo that 10-year contract for $180 million or $175, whatever the hell it was. He's reportedly making $18 million a year. I'm not going to quibble over a few pennies. Okay? 
they went nuts. And, and as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, I said to anybody who was listening to me, wow, this is going to send earthquake tremors throughout the sports broadcasting industry, in particular in football. Because everybody's going to say, when my time's up, I'm getting what's coming to me. Now, God bless. What I thought it was ridiculous, the money that... All, Tony Romo went, all of a sudden, a guy was in a business a few years, he went to be making twice as much as who was the next in line, or damn near twice as much. I mean, you want to talk about cuckoo and irresponsible. I I don't know any... You tell me one person who turns on a Super Bowl because of the guy who is broadcasting it. You tell me one person who turns on a Super Bowl because of a certain network who is broadcasting it. People turn on the Super Bowl... People turn on to watch their games because of who's playing in the games. It's the drama of who's playing in the games. Now, again, please don't don't misinterpret what I'm saying here. I want to make that very, very clear. Broadcasters are great. And some of them are, are absolutely terrific. You know, the guys today, like Al Michaels, is a great broadcaster. I think Joe Buck is terrific. I think Troy Aikman's very good at what he does. Troy Aikman's now leaving. He's leaving Fox to become the uh, lead analyst for ESPN Monday Night Football. He's, he's going to be making, you know, around the same kind of Romo money, which we're talking $18 million a year. I don't know for how many years, r- reportedly five, 90 million, wh- whatever. But we're talking about, uh, these people are terrific broadcasters. They're very, very good at what they do. Entertaining. Hey, you heard me when he passed away this past year, John Madden? legendary John Madden bigger than life John Madden who was who quite frankly I I mean he he got away from the mold he was fun he was a character but you know what as much as he was a as he was fun and a character as much as he was that and he was every bit of that as much as he was you didn't turn on football to watch or hear John Madden. You turn on football to watch the game that John Madden was broadcasting. Okay? Monday Night Football, when it started, way back, 1970. I remember the first game. I was away in college. It was um, the... um, Oh, boy, what was it? It was the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets in Cleveland. Monday night game was the 31-21 game. The uh, Browns won. Okay? Now, Monday night football, you know, I mean, it started with Cassell and Keith Jackson, and then, of course, the big trio was Jackson, uh, excuse me, 
the, the big trio would eventually become in a couple of years um, Cassell and Dandy Don Meredith and Frank Gifford. Well, they were appointment TV. Do you know why they were appointment TV? People weren't turning on to hear Howard Cosell. They were turning on because it was Monday night football. And Monday night football was an, was a appointment TV. Why? Because it was just Monday night football. It was Sunday night and then the Monday night game was the novelty. It's different now. Because now it's watered down. You got a game or maybe two games on Monday. You got you got um, a Thursday night football. You got Sunday games. Then you have Sunday night football. So it's different. But at the height of Monday night footballs, you, you know, with, with Cosell and Meredith and, and, and uh, Gifford, you were still turning on because it was a football game. It wasn't because of who was broadcasting it. Listen, I think Joe Buck, the team of Joe Buck and um, Troy Aikman have been terrific. Not good, terrific. They are a great team. Listen, Jim Nance and Romo. And I like Nance with when he was with Sims. All good. All very good. But I don't turn them on because it's them. I turn on because of who's playing in the game that they're broadcasting. And now I hear the term, they're talking about like, well, if... Super Bowl winning coach, the most recent one of the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay, decides, well, you know, maybe he doesn't, maybe he can make a lot more money <laughs> and having an easier life broadcasting. So they're throwing his name around. John Lynch, the general manager of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, they're throwing his name around. Sean Payton, who recently stepped back from being the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, they're throwing his name around. I mean, it's nuts. Boxcar numbers. And God bless, I am all for it. But please don't tell me that, don't anybody, no, not the head of any network, don't tell me that people are turning on because of who's broadcasting the game, because I'll say that is a bunch of crap. They're turning on because of the game. A a Giant fan turns on because the Giant fans are playing. A Cowboys fan turns on because a Cowboy, the Cowboys are playing. A Jets fan turns on because the Jets are playing. A Packers fan turns on because the Packers are playing. You think w- when Brady was winning all those Super Bowls with, with the Patriots and the Patriots were winning all those Super Bowls and then Brady goes to the Bucks. You think they're turning on to hear who's broadcasting the game? Of course, the broadcasting becomes part of the package. It's part of the entertainment package, without question. So don't again, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. 
But I don't know anybody who turns on a game because of who's broadcasting the game. The game is what counts first. Listen, uh, in my estimation, I would have to say Marv Albert might be, in my estimation, the greatest broadcaster of all time. I mean, he did football, basketball, he did hockey, and not good, excelled across the board. Excelled across the board. One of my heroes uh, broadcasting, I, God bless him, I, have the, I had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting him, Vince Scully, legendary Dodger broad, baseball broadcaster. Uh, um, you know, guys like, I grew up with guys like Ralph Kiner and Bob Murphy, and I got to be friends with them. And do things with them. You, you know, guys, you know, from the Mets. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm telling you, this is not a knock on broadcasters. You need broadcasters. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's part of the entertainment package. But these networks have gone completely out of whack because you can't tell me somebody turns on unless it's their mom and dad or their kids. Somebody is not turning on because of who's broadcasting the game. I just, <laughs> I don't buy it. And now the money, listen, I, I knew as soon as they signed Romo a couple of years ago for that huge contract, it was going to send tremors throughout the broadcasting sports broadcasting world and it it has and it's coming to, to fruition now you know amazon wants to make a huge splash with their thursday night football okay that's fine but you know what's going to sell football on thursday nights for amazon good games good games because if the games suck it's not going to matter who's broadcasting it See, I, I always felt in the business of broadcasting, and maybe I'm digressing for a bit here, the baseball broadcasters, the baseball broadcasters needed to be, I don't know if the word, well, you, you know, they needed to be able to, is the word entertaining? I don't know. They needed to be able to hold your attention more because baseball is a slower-moving game. It's a more relaxed atmosphere. There's no clock. You go by the innings, and until the innings run out, you keep broadcasting. And you got to be, because the game is slower, you have to be a really good storyteller in the world of baseball. But in these other games, you know, football? No, nah, football, boom, boom, boom. You're watching it. Basketball, hockey? There's no time for telling stories. You know, unless during breaks and timeouts, I I just I'll t well. Let me correct myself. The only thing time that I've ever turned on to watch broadcasters bigger than the game, I would say this: inside the NBA, I'll turn on to watch on TNT. I'll turn on to watch. Um, the crew there, uh, Ernie Johnson and, and, and um, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith, and of course, uh, Sir Charles Barkley. I'll turn them on specifically to watch them and not the game. 
that's on that same night because they're terrific entertainment. They're irreverent, irreverent. They say what they want. They say what they feel. Maybe ruffle a few feathers along the way, but but it's entertaining. Uh, it's different, but that's a studio audience. That's a studio show. That is different. But to watch a game, you tell me, you, you who watches it? How about this? And you guys who have been with me, you guys and gals who have been with me throughout these football playoffs and how I raved about the playoffs from one week to the next, how they were numbing and spine tingling. It gave gave you goosebumps sitting at, at the edge of your seat action. I couldn't tell you today who was broadcasting those games of all the exciting games. You know, obviously, if you gave me hints right now, well, it was on, it was on Fox, or it was on CBS, or it was on. I couldn't tell you today who, and and they were like, you know, those games, whether it was overtime, whether it was, um, you you know, last second field goals. I, I couldn't tell you who, because you're watching the games. I, I just, the reason I'm talking about this because I just I find it funny that everything has gone nuts over this business of you know who's going to top who and who could lure who away from who. I mean the money is nuts, and I'm all for the play. I'm all for these men and women, whoever they might be. And right now we're talking about men. I'm all for them making as much as they possibly can. But when CBS gave Tony Romo that $18 million a year for 10 years, they threw the entire industry out of whack. And listen, I like Tony Romo. Sometimes I find him very entertaining. Tony Romo stepped in, he stepped in shit, <laughs> as in meaning good luck when he, his first year in the business. Because... And I thought it was great, too, because I I was listening. Tony Romo was doing a great job of being a first guesser. He wouldn't, uh, and a predictor, he wouldn't be the second guesser. He did a great job being the first guesser or predicting a play. You know what I think you're going to have? I think you're going to see a play action here. I think you're going to see rollout. I think he's going to hit this guy going across the middle. And you know what? A good few times he hit it on the money and people wrote about it and people spoke about it and he was on his way. And you know what? Truth of the matter is, after that first year or two, Tony hasn't been the same. Tony has not been the same. But I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he stepped in it big time and CBS went gaga goo goo and... <laughs> $18 million a year, and now you have the industry going completely nuts. You know, who's going to be in this seat? Where's Al Michaels going to go? Where's Joe Buck going to go? As I said, is Sean McVay, what happens if... you, you th- Who the hell is going to turn on a, a, a game because Sean McVay... I'm just giving you an example. Because Sean McVay might be broadcasting the game. Who? 
Maybe unless you were a Rams fan. As I said before, all those Patriots Super Bowls, six of them, you think all those Patriot fans were turning on because somebody was who was broadcasting the game or they were more interested to seeing how Tom Brady and company were going to do? All the storylines this year, would Tom Brady get into yet another Super Bowl? You, you think the people turning on to see who was broadcasting in the games that Tom Brady was in? You think people were turning on to see who's broadcasting the games that Patrick Mahomes is in? Come on. So, uh, uh, listen, I'm thrilled for all these people making money. I'm thrilled for each and every one of them. Uh, I, I want them to make as much as they can. And if the networks and, and whoever else it is deems it important enough to pay him that money, God bless. I'm just saying I, Russ Salzberg, have never watched a game just because of a broadcaster. You know, I remember, Jesus, 42 years ago. I remember it was 1980. I'll tell you right now, it was December 1980, late in the season. It was a garbage game. I think the Jets had maybe three wins at the time. They were going to play the Miami Dolphins. Game was in Miami. And uh, NBC was going to test the waters. They were going to do a game without broadcasters. Yeah, they were going to do a game without broadcasters. In fact, if I recall, the Jets ended up winning that game 24-17. I'm telling you, it was 1980. So, um, and they had Bryant Gumbel, who would open up the show, maybe do a couple of fill-in spots during the game, but they did an entire game without broadcasters. I remember watching it. And I can tell you that didn't work. I can tell you emphatically that did not work. They wanted to test the waters. Uh, you know, what, what, what were you going to get? Sights and sounds? It did not work. Because broadcasters add to the drama. They, they definitely do. Broadcasters are a big part of the show. Now, now I'm not contradicting myself. But I'm just saying, I'm not turning on because broadcasting is number one. I'm turning on because who's playing is number one. And you're not going to tell me anybody else thinks differently. You're turning on. You think the Buffalo Bills fans are turning on because of who's broadcasting the game? Any team. The sad sack. Jacksonville Jaguars, people are turning on to watch who's playing in the games. But I will tell you this, all the broadcasters, in particular in NFL football today, all the broadcasters, they ought to to send Tony Romo 
or, or, or his agent or, or a thank you to CBS for throwing everything out of control because they're, ma- they're all benefiting from th- those boxcar numbers. All of them. And, and believe me, it has a trickle-down effect. It, you know, I laugh. Again, I'm talking about football, but I, I'm not... It's not just football. It's other... Hey! Does anybody turn on a baseball game, a Sunday night game, because Alex Rodriguez is an analyst on Sunday night uh, baseball? Really? Because if you think that, I got some beachfront property up in Spanish Harlem to sell you. If that doesn't work, maybe I can sell you to Brooklyn Bridge. Come on. People turn on because of the game. That's why they turn on because of the game. You know, listen, Eli Manning, I don't like, I love Eli Manning. One of my all-time favorite athletes ever to cover. Uh, a gentleman, everything about him, his brother Peyton, you know, tremendous. They do these Manning casts during games. That's a little different Than, than a regular play-by-play, you know, analyst broadcasting team. But still, people are turning on to watch the game. And all the other stuff adds to it. But it's the game. It's the two teams playing that are number one. Or it's the players, the star quality of who's playing in those games. But it's the teams playing. So like I say, broadcasters, mama, let your boys and girls grow up to be NFL broadcasters because the money that they're throwing around today is out of control. I'll just say it one more time as I say goodbye here. Listen, I love the NFL. I love watching it. But I turn on because of the games. I've never turned on one single game because of who was broadcasting it. Period. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as I've told you many times before, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.